Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Mark here. I just wanted to give you a quick overview of what this episode is going to be about. So I spent about the last 18 months researching 82 vampire films to see if vampire movies are better according to critics and audience members from Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb if these vampire movies feature a lot of teeth to body blood consumption or no blood consumption no vampires bite anything are they better if vampires abstain from chugging blood from their victims so this is a really random uh, episode I just wanted to I mean, I've been dealing with this, these vampire movies for about 18 months now, so we just had a fun chat with Nick of Radio Rehack, and we just had a great time discussing all the data, how I came to, to the conclusion, and what actually is better. So stay tuned for this, and I hope you enjoy the talk about vampire movies. Thanks. Welcome to Movies, Films, and Flicks. I am Mark, let the right one in, Hoffmeyer, and joining me is Nick, let me in, Rehack. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, they're both very good vampire films. Absolutely. That's a problem. I always wait, whenever I, I pre-write an intro, it never works for me, so I always come up with it on the fly, and I'm like, why don't we just do the let the right one in ones? And it works right. out great. I did a pivot. I mean, those are two classics, right? Well, Let the Right One In, I think, is a, a stone-cold, stunner classic. And then I think that Let Me In is an excellent remake that belongs on the Mount Rushmore of horror remakes, I would say. That sounds about right. Oh, no, absolutely. And it is and it is one of those rare ones. That and I think Fright Night with yes. Double is another one where it's like, hey, this is actually good. Like, you don't really expect it because you go in – having all these preconceived notions because you've seen the original one a handful of times and you already have that association with the film. So you're going in like, ah, this is going to cut it. And then it finds a way to surprise you and you're like, I'm, I'm wrong. But then you go to do that for another film and it lets you down. And so it's, it's real hit and miss anymore. You can't really, can't really trust it. Absolutely. And I'm so happy you brought up Fright Night 2011 because I mean, David Tennant, Anton Yelchin, Imogen Poots, Allison, well, no, no, uh, Tony Collette, uh, Chris Mintz Plus, like uh, Colin Farrell, like such a low, I'm just naming names now, but it's, it's just such a stacked cast and I love the chemistry of them. 
Actually, Anton Yelchin and, and Imogen Poots reunited for Green Room, which is like my favorite, which is my favorite 21st century horror film. I think it's outstanding. So yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that. I'm also I'm really glad that you joined me today, Nick, because it's just I've spent the last year and a half analyzing these 82 vampire sure. movies and and counting like with a stopwatch and with timestamps the amount of blood consumption in each mm. and i don't and it's been so long i don't quite remember where the idea came <laughs> from but it's i think one day i was just sitting there so my ideas for these massive data articles come from something that makes me laugh so I, I think I was sitting there watching Thirst or one of those movies, and I just thought, man, there's a lot of blood drinking in this. Like, I wonder if it's better if they drink more blood or less. And then I was like, okay, well, I might as well research it. And I was totally naive into this because I'm like, oh, I'll just grab like 50. So I gathered all the movies I owned. I went to Hulu, Amazon, HBO, Cinemax, Showtime, any free trials. And then eventually I just did them. My local library, Hoopla, Tubi, Crackle. TV, you you scoured the earth. Yeah, uh, dude, you you wouldn't believe how happy I was that Son of Dracula is streaming for free on Tubi now. I was like, oh my gosh! So I <laughs> found that and I just scoured through it and yeah, you know, I was gonna go fifty, but I, I don't know, I don't know if you know this about me, but I was like, I, I was like, there's fifty, but there's more. So I was like, I'll do sixty, and I was like, then I'll do seventy, then I'll do eighty, and I was like, then I'll get eighty-two, and then I'm now I'm like, I'm completely spent. <laughs> 82 is the sweet spot. Now, you know, moving forward, anytime you're collecting data, 82 is where it's at. Oh, that's my that's my goal for every every data post now is 82. And my results didn't change from 50 through 82. The results for the, the four categories I have are still the same. But that is interesting. Yeah, it's they've stayed the same. And I guess for me, but I, I don't know. I knew if I put up 50, they're like, well, you missed this movie. You, you missed this movie. So I was like, I'm going to get 80. And then I was like, I'll do 82 because Blood Red Sky just came out. So this 82 feels pretty good, man. But I'm tired. I'm tired. Of, like, they've sucked the life out of me. <laughs> These vampire movies. Just... I'm so mad at that pun. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I had the biggest smile on my face uh, when I said that. and I for... can hear it. <laughs> yeah. <it's... laughs> I can hear your smile. Isn't that in Tad Hamilton? No, he knows her. Wait, she has 18 different smiles and he knows which ones they are. Whoever wrote that needs to get a smiles. Charlie horse. <laughs> assuming it's a, a man. Horse. Assuming it's a man. Uh, yeah, just walk up. Hey, I, hey you Ooh. write Tad Hamilton? Yeah. Boom. Right in, right in the Charlie. Horsome. Just almost say he's down. And he's like, oh, what's going on? You got to walk on it. I can't. It hurts. Uh, That's the point. If you walk on it, it goes away. <laughs> You're a liar. <laughs> you got it in the meat. <laughs> got him in the meat. <laughs> He's like, this won't do any permanent damage or bruising, but wow, this hurts. This is this is intensely inconvenient right now. Yeah. I'll be up in a few minutes, and I'll forget about it. But geez, I wrote it's that movie. It's a couple skating. My girlfriend's waiting on me right now. <laughs> I wrote that movie 20 years ago. <laughs> I'd get him for the other one then. Like, Own up to it. But yeah, it's... <laughs> but why... Okay, I know this is weird. I'm like kind of telling you how I did this, Nick, but... I don't know if you know, like you've seen my data posts before. I never really go into them with a plan because I know if you have a plan, then you'll try to mold mm -hmm. everything around that plan. Like subconsciously, exactly. yep. you will just look for what you want. Like, does that make sense? So 
I guess I, I collected about 50 movies before I even figured out what I wanted to do with them. Well, I think that's the key of it, too, is the key is while you're doing it, that's when you start to figure out, oh, here's another criteria I didn't think about. Oh, that's interesting about that. Hey, these two have a common thread. Does that thread run through the others? Mm-hmm. And after you've amassed, that's when you can take a look and go, okay, and you can you know look at it in a number of ways. You can look at it by decade, by director, by act, all these different facets and ways to look at it. And like you said before, if you go into it looking for these specific things, then you're going to um, tailor it to those specific things. But if you go in just in general, like if the more blood you suck, is it a higher – is it a better film – then you start to find a little through line. So I, I think you did it the right way. It's a little crazy going for 50 out of the gate instead of like an incremental kind of thing, but it makes sense. And I'm excited to go over this data and have you share your findings with me. Well, that's the thing, Nick. Like there's so many people in this world who they're like, well, I wonder I, I, that Tom Cruise runs a lot. So for Rotten Tomatoes, I watched every movie and figured out how far he ran in each. Like, like, why don't you just do it? Like, like Dwayne Johnson's really sweaty in Fast Five. Well, how sweaty was he? I'll try to figure it out. Like, I guess I've found a, a sweet spot in areas that people just don't want to spend time on researching. <laughs> and but those make for the best posts. Like, those are the best lunchtime reads. And then you learn about it and you're like, this is not. And then maybe you end up watching one of those films and you come away with a better appreciation of it. I am so happy that you said lunchtime read because... These, no article, you know, people are like, it hasn't reinvented the wheel. I'm like, well, how many times has the wheel been reinvented? Uh, like, the concept of it. You know? So it's like, it's very rare for a movie to reinvent the wheel. Uh, or it's very rare for a movie to change someone, or an article to change somebody's live. I just want people to read it. Like, Nick, you're at lunch, and you're scrolling through your phone, and you just see this, and you're like, <laughs> that's all I want. Like that's yeah it's a couple chuckles and then it's like what are you reading oh let me send it to you and then it spreads it's the ripple effect i don't and also this is so objective i guess the way i did it and i mean i didn't want to inject my own personality into this this is just data speaking for itself and i feel Mm. like my data set's big enough to stand on its own and i was really so obviously when you do something like this like the biggest worst thing that could have happened to me is if this was like, oh, movies that feature 1 to 29 seconds of blood drinking are the best. Like, that's, oh, man. Mm-hmm. But this data works because the vampire movies that feature zero teeth to... Oh, so most importantly, this data is about teeth to body. Like, drinking blood from a cup, slurping blood off the floor. You know, like, Ganja and Hess and movies like that. They don't count. It has to be teeth on a person or an animal and drinking. And I love that the highest rated movies on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, like the average, are the ones with zero uh, teeth to body drinking. It's funny. Like that's those. Like, there's only nine of them, but that's still the most. Like those those movies have the highest tomato meter average, and that makes me happy. And IMDb user score. Yeah, and I think it's because some of them take a different look at it. Some of them look at them from a different angle. Some of them some of them feel like they're a regular film but then someone's like ah it's missing something vampires and then they added that aspect after it and i think that adds to when they're focused on the story and not so much the gimmick of you know oh we need a steak we need garlic we need this we need that it's like no let's look at a different aspect of it in a weird way reinvent the wheel (laughs) (laughs) not again but you, you, since you're the host of radio rehack a wonderful show that everyone should listen to have you watched only lovers left alive 
I have actually was fortunate enough to catch it in theaters. Oh, it's beautiful. Jarmusch is it's one of the the most it's one of my favorite movies of recent memory. I think it's beautiful. I love it. It is gorgeous. I do enjoy the soundtrack. I don't think it was for me though, but I think that's mainly because I don't care for Tom Hiddleston. He I don't know what it is about him. I am less inclined to see a film that he is in. I, I, I great cast though. Yeah. Uh, again, Anton Yelchin's in there. Homeboy. <laughs> you got Jeffrey yeah. Wright, John Hurt, Tilda Swinton, phenomenal. But there's something about Hiddleston that's just, ah, I can't fully get into it. But it is, I mean, it's Jarmusch. At the end of the day, it's enjoyable. It's going to look great. It's going to sound great. Yeah, but so just watching, just missed it for me. Watching uh, Tilda Swinton in that movie, everything she does is just perfect. And I, mm. I kind of love how what Mia Wasikowska is in it as well. And I just think that, I don't know. I love the vibe of it. I I get what you're saying about Hiddleston, but I think Jarmusch uses him well with his pouting. I think it's some A-plus pouting in it. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. But I don't know. I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you watched that because it's really good. And I wanted to promote your show in a very non-clumsy way. So music <laughs> and that. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah, no. So like, I guess what here's, here's my four categories. Zero seconds of blood consumption. One to 29 seconds. And then what, 30 to 59 seconds, and then 60 plus. So in order, so it's interesting, the tomato meter order average, the tomato meter average and the IMDB average are the exact same for each category. So the highest is zero drinking. The second best is 60 plus seconds. And third place is one to 30 seconds, because I guess it's closer to zero. And then 30 to 60 is in last place, which... I mean, there's really no way for me to say why, but maybe it's just, they just were kind of like, I guess we should have some blood drinking, but not like just somewhere in the middle. Like it seems kind of half with it. Like either, yo, Nick, we're making a vampire movie, no blood drinking. And, or Nick, we're making a vampire movie. They are going to chug blood. Like it's going to (laughs) be, it's going to be queen of the damned level, which almost drew me, drove me insane watching because really? there's so much blood consumption in Queen of the Damned. I mean, there's over 295 seconds of it. And then actually interview with Anne Rice, her movies. So the top five movies were from Dust Till Dawn, Thirst, Interview with the Vampire, The Addiction, which ends with like a blood riot. And Christopher Walken is a vampire. Oh, my gosh. And Queen of the Damned. So those are the five highest, like the, with the most blood, teeth on body consumption films. And, you know, from Dust Till Dawn drove me mad, Nick, because there's so much background blood drinking. So you're sitting there and you're staring at your TV going, is that, is that, is that vampire stripper drinking that trucker's blood in the background? Like, that's the question you're asking yourself <laughs> while staring at a screen. And yeah, that's there's a lot. keeps you up at night. Which band would you rather be in, Nick? You're in a band. Your name is uh, Hanks McGee. You're a uh, immortal vampire. And someone goes, you can be in, in the new metal Queen of the Damned band. You can be in the band that plays the dead bodies in From Dust Till Dawn. You could be the bassist for Tom Hiddleston in uh, Only Lovers Left Alive. Or, let's see, is there another band in here? Uh, let's see. I think that's it. Yeah, so those are your three options. Which one would you take? I, I gotta go From Dust Till Dawn. Really? Yeah, it's a rowdy atmosphere. Like it is, it is nuts. And I think that's 
that's such a high energy show and that's going to be that much more exciting i think than the other ones i think the other ones would start to become a little like especially queen of the damned like it'd be a little off-putting after a while it's like hey are they they even paying attention to us or are they just busy drinking over there would you guys stop we gotta we gotta stop to play Oh man, <laughs> guys! There's more people in line for the bar than there is in seats. Can we? Can yeah. we just wait? We'll do a we'll do a set break. Yeah, you'll get some chugging later. Come on. <laughs> and everybody knows you go during the ballad. We're about to play a fast and heavy song. Just wait for the ballad. One, two, three, four. Boom, two, boom, two, boom, two. Um, yeah, you're right. And also, only lovers left alive. You just Hiddleston would just turn in work every three years. And you're just sort of the bassist waiting. Like, you'd have yeah. to be the super chill bassist to work with him. And you'd have to kind of be set up financially. Because if you're relying on him for work, you're not getting it. You yeah. have to get a couple side gigs or something because not happening. Some guy walks by and you're, you're folding clothes at the Gap and you're like, Hey, aren't you part of uh, the Only, Lefters, Only Lovers Left Alive trio? Yeah. I only work like twice a year, so... <laughs> Well, that shirt looks Exclusive great. Exclusive indie shows don't pay the rent. Yeah. Yeah, you do pop-ups, and they're huge. <laughs> they're big. You know what does pay the rent? These chinos, and they would look great on you. <laughs> that blue sweater has your name all over it. Oh, man. Look at that. Like you've been dressing people for hundreds blend? of years. <laughs> when they say these chinos don't wrinkle, they mean it. I remember when this gap was a crevice. <laughs> And I was selling deer skin <laughs> to people. Oh, yeah, this dough will fit you perfectly. Oh, man, this is fresh beaver hide we just got in. This beaver jacket. Yeah. Now hand me 10 fish want. and get out of here. <laughs> I was selling clothes before money. I was bartering. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've created another character. But I got like this. It's been nice to just get this off my chest, though, Nick, because I... I guess I never knew what to expect. And it was fun actually watching all the horror movies throughout the ages. And I got to watch the evolution. So you have Dracula, 1931, where just as someone's neck is about to bite, they cut. And you're like, oh, okay. So you assume it, but you never see it. But then you right. get something like the horror of Dracula, where you get close and then you cut. And then watching them through like the 70s, the 50s. Uh, going through with Martin by George Romero, the different adaptations of the way that they've treated the vampires. Like Vampire, watching that and seeing the adaptation of what they are. It's been fun to go through and watch the evolution. And you know what's interesting now? Uh, since I've watched so many vampire movies, it's I have less hate for... Don't, don't hate me. Don't hate me. Don't hate me. Okay. The Twilight okay. movies. The only reason okay. why is that vampires are so i had to do that i had to figure out the history of count chocula like the lineage <laughs> for a video on food theory so if you type in food theory count chocula you will mm -hmm. look up a video about the lineage of count chocula and so i researched the Habsburg chin and and how this count could have moved to america and been rich enough to start a cereal brand if he is related to he is related to dracula it's his uncle he says it on a record hmm. like there's a record that they put out with cereal and I found the recording, and he's like, my Uncle Drac. So I re researched vamp vampirism, and a lot of it was just people in, uh, you know, they bury him in really cold dirt, you know, like in a cold atmosphere, so the bodies don't decay as much. And then mm -hmm. 
Sometimes they rise up when liquid comes out or push them out. It's not vampires sucking blood. It was just kind of a hysteria that was created. So vampires, as far as I know, Nick, I don't know what you know, because I don't, I don't know the places you go, but I don't think there's not vampires out there. So when every, like I've seen so many different kinds of vampires. You have the, the Martin vampire. You have the Life Force vampire. You have the Bordello of Blood vampires. You have the Stakeland vampires. You have the Afflicted vampires. You have the Death by Tentation vampires, succubuses. The Vampire Lovers, Rise, Bloodshunter. Like you have Kronos, which is even a different kind. Yeah. So no vamp, no two vampires are exactly the same. So when people go, vampires don't twinkle. Oh, wait, twinkle? Do they twinkle? Is that the term? Gl- I think it's sparkle. Sparkle. Yeah, vampires don't sparkle. I'm like, yeah, but vampires don't exist. So why can't they sparkle? Like, that's, yeah, does that's that make a, sense? That's a good way. Absolutely it does. It's a new and fresh way of looking at things. Why have the same old thing over and over again? And they're from different eras. They're from different times. I'm sure culturally certain vampires do things certain ways. Like it's it's the more different and exciting it is while staying to the core, obviously. Yeah. Um, it, it, it just makes for a more enjoyable, you don't want to watch the same thing over and over. Okay. Steaks. Okay. Garlic. Okay. You know, they have to be indoors. You know, we get it. Like it just makes it a more enjoyable watch and why not create new rules and bend those rules a little bit? Nothing. Like you said, they're not real. Mm -hmm. So why not just make it whatever you want it to be within reason? And, and exactly like you're saying. And the reason I talk about twilight like that is I'm not talking about whatever people think about the quality of the films. I mean, they were legit blockbusters that were critic-proof, and we need movies like that because I like I like it when movies are critic-proof and they just explode and they like I the, the, those movies stayed popular with audiences too. I mean, you know that the first album went triple platinum. It was nominated for what? Yeah, the first album went triple platinum and was nominated for Grammys because. Haley Williams of uh, Paramore yeah, wrote. Paramore. She hunted them down and found uh, wrote some songs for the movie, and it's quite quite interesting to read about the soundtrack. There's an oral history of the soundtrack from Billboard that was quite intriguing about. Like Iron and Wine is on there. It's an interesting mixtape. Oh wow! Of a, so yeah, one day on set, Kristen Stewart they needed some filler music, so she just put Iron and Wine on, and then they blocked it. And they're like, this song is perfect. So then they had to go get the the rights to it because the song works so well <laughs> but like, isn't it funny how that works i love it and i don't know that's all these things i've researched while watching these movies and just learning about them and i i have learned though that my favorite vampire movies are uh, okay i guess if i had to pick my favorite after watching all these i mean near dark easily i don't know if you've watched near dark but it's currently on shutter and it's worth a free trial or a month of shutter to watch it because it's nowhere else it is, okay. uh, if you've never seen it, Bill Paxton, Catherine Bigelow directed it, Scott Glenn, it is, it's grimy, Scott Glenn? yeah, you it's grimy, it's gross, oh no, Lance Hendrickson, whoops, sorry guys, uh, the cast of Aliens, because James Cameron gave Catherine Bigelow that, Scott Glenn, geez Louise, he was in a, a Killer Joe on Broadway, <laughs> which, okay, yeah. alright, I'll take that, and you know, then McConaughey, and then Orlando Bloom. But yeah, so I would say Near Dark, it's on Shudder, it's worth a watch. I I love Shadow of the Vampire. It's, I'm sorry if I'm being redundant if you've seen it, but it's it's about the making of Nosferatu, about how Murnau found Willem Dafoe, who's nominated for an Oscar for his performance. He found an actual vampire to be in his mo- movie, because people thought that Max Shrek was an actual vampire in Nosferatu. There was like a rumor about that. 
And all the footage was destroyed what? because it was a ripoff of Dracula. But it's Count Orlog. But yeah, I would say Shadow of Vampire because of Malkovich and Willem Dafoe's performances. They're beautiful. Carrie Ells is in it. He's also in Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is another one of my favorites. Just wildly sumptuous, Nick. Like, just... Like, did, do you, so I read about how it got made. People are like, Francis, we're not Francis Ford Coppola. We're not sending you back on location. You cost too much money. So Francis Ford Coppola goes, okay, I'll shoot it on stages. And they're like, phew, that's awesome. But then he went wildly over budgets shooting on the stages <laughs> for that movie. Oh, that's it's, how he gets them. It's beautiful. And then, oh, okay, two more. I like 30 Days a Night a lot because I love how mean the vampires are and how well-dressed. Girl Walks Home Alone at night is really, really good. Good music in that. And then the last but not least, I would say, is Thirst. Park Chan will... Uh, if you, Nick, if you watch it, you're going to get your... You're, put, you're going to be put in a headlock, and you're just going to get pummeled in the stomach for two hours, two and a half hours. So just be Ooh. ready for that. Okay. It's it's just very intense? You're or... going to be drained. You know, yes. Uh, super intense. There's, like, wild... Like, there's, like, wild sex in it. There's incredible violence. It just relishes in blood and, like, sadism and... It's essentially a, a descent into hell. A good man has this wild descent into hell, and it's it it still owes me ten bucks. Like it it <laughs> went, it jumped through the screen, took my wallet out, took all the money out of it. I only had ten bucks because who has that much money in their wallet now? You know, took the ten bucks, Absolutely. ran away. Well, you got to think too, coming from the guy that did sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, old <laughs> boy, Lady Vengeance. Like it's it's kind of part and parcel what you would expect a little bit. That's a great point. If you go into watching one of his movies, like, oh, this will be a good bop. Uh, this is going to be pleasant. I can't wait. Handmaiden looks really nice. Mm-hmm. Like, like PG-rated romance. And then you're like, oh, my goodness. Where's that octopus? But it's... <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <was> that? <laughs> I don't know who this person is, but I like them. They stuck with Mom, the movie. Mom, why did you recommend this to me? <laughs> I'm 12. <laughs> I'll it's never... a school night. Why did we start this at 11? I will never be the same. <laughs> <laughs> Can I sleep with Where's the dad? Yeah. <laughs> Why does my nightlight not work anymore? <laughs> Ooh. Do you have any garlic? Uh, but yeah. Garlic. It's, uh, I just had, at the end of the day, this data proves that vampire movies, I mean, it's, and also I want to say before we get out here, this is running long. I, when I first when I when I first started doing my data, I kept it real simple, and I just explained it, and people loved it. But then I tried to get way too in like depth with means and medians and averages, and well, this was that, and like weighted averages, and then no one read it. So I was thinking about maybe putting some spins on this, like how many big gulps were filled, or what's the rating of big gulps, <laughs> and all this. And that's funny, but I'm like, oh boy, you have 36 ounces, and then it goes to 64 ounces, and then you're doing this, and someone's like, shut up, just give me the results. So that's why I kept it that basic. And I wonder if it read like that to you. It didn't read as basic so much as just like, look, here's the data. And it almost lets you decide, like, why do you think this? Like, if you look at it, right, Buffy the Vampire Slayer comes in with a tomato meter score of a 36. Underworld doesn't get above a 30. Those are female-fronted films. Are female-fronted vampire films less likely to be enjoyable? along with all the blood drinking that goes on, because Underworld has a good deal, runs everywhere from 13 seconds all the way up into 65 seconds. Mm -hmm. So does that have an impact? Unique takes on it. If you look at, like you said, the first ones with zero seconds of blood drinking, there's a lot of really good film in there. 
And then it's also peppered throughout. You have films like Kronos, What We Do in the Shadows. They're a little all over the place, but they're very highly rated films. So then it calls into question it, – it, this data is a key to the door, and when you open up the door, you're like, now I can explore, and I can see and feel and play around and learn more, and it's also on your terms. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're saying, here's everything you need. You get overwhelmed by it, and you're like, I'll come back to it later, and then you don't come back to it. This is like, hey, here's the stepping stone, and you're like, oh, man, this is – and then off you go to the races. And that's what I want. I, no one wants to read over like, – because 86% of people only read the headline. And then mm-hmm. 10% of people read the entire article. So if you just give a list form of the numbers and explain it pretty quick, that's what most people absorb. And so that's why I want to do that. Just objective numbers with, like, and then you you can say what you want about uh, what you want about it. It's kind of nice. And also I think it's a self-defense mechanism sometimes because if someone complains about it, I'm like, well, you didn't read like I only did ones with 15 or more reviews to keep it mm-hmm. more fair. And then I or like I just counted the seconds and I explained it. I'm not I didn't make these up. Uh, here's what it is. And I guess when people if I try to like make this big sweeping like I don't know what I like to about data is a lot of times I'll present some data and sure it might be obvious. Right. Like I've done some Rotten Tomato movies that are uh, articles that are quite obvious. And someone's like, I could have told you that. But now you can tell people that with numbers like that's as opposed to just, yep, that's right. I'm like, no, like now you can look at my numbers and be like, well, I was right, but here's numbers to prove me right. Does that make sense? As opposed to just like, oh, I could have told you that, but I have no numbers to back that up. Like, is that, do, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And the thing with that is no numbers to back it up. Like you can just kind of throw it out there then. And you're like, oh, it's probably this number. Oh, it's probably that number. Because there's a chance that you could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's a ch- and all of a sudden you, the argument has fallen in on itself or the statement has fallen in on itself. And now you're stuck trying to dig your way out. And then all of a sudden they're not interested and they move on to something else. Whereas when you present it, it's like, look, this is a data. It speaks for itself. There's nothing more to see and do here outside of the threads that you want to follow. And it's definitive and it's just there. You can't you can't fight or go against it. Sure, you might have somebody say like, oh, actually, you know, Vampire, you said it was zero. It actually has two seconds because of that over there. You know, minuscule people that are going to want to be, you know, kind of jerks about it. But everybody else is going to just enjoy it. They're going to go, I had no idea this much was in there. I had no idea that much was in there. Oh, I could have swore there was more here. People might start to revisit these films and come out with a better appreciation or they themselves might get on a different track and start to say like, hey, you know, in vampire films, if they consume humans more than animals, does that make them stronger? Does it, you know, and it it just, again, you're giving them a key to the door and they're going to go off and just have fun with it. But it's an accurate key. It's not something you cobbled together out of wood. You took the time. You know what I mean? You took it to a forgery and you banged out the metal, and it is precise. Whoa. And I just, you know what I sh- we should do in the future, Nick? Put out lists with totally wrong numbers and just let people yell at us and fix them. And then just turn the data in. <laughs> <laughs> like, here you go. Fine, it's done. Well, actually, all right, fine, it's done. Yeah. 17 people died in the crow. Actually, 37 did. Here's the Here's the exact list. Oh, thank you. And then just pass it off at your own. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank and, you, man. I, the, ah, sorry. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, 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 no. I was going to say the thing about a post like this, though, is you have to just give the data as is. You can't do anything 
too image intensive because there's over 80 films that you looked at and why do you pick how do you choose and everything unlike other things have you done you know like the uh, adam sandler posters and you're organizing them and you know analyzing those and you're able to do that with images but i think this one it's just it just makes more sense uh, yeah because it's there's not as much uh, it's not as objective oh it's not as subjective uh, it's mm -hmm. not it's just numbers and you're looking at them and i place them there I can't even begin to explain why the movies are so much lower than the zero ones, but I don't know, it's just the numbers. So now it's something to laugh about. Like vampire movies with no teeth to body, blood consumption, have the highest IMDb and tomato meter averages. That's funny. That's a headline. <laughs> yeah. So And it it might even inspire somebody. Like, you know what? I'm gonna make the bloodiest, toothiest necked vampire film and it's going to be the highest rated one out there now you've set a bar for somebody to go and crush they're like 295 seconds Pfft, get ready for 500 seconds of teeth and neck oh man george lucas is going to re-edit star wars as this feature of vampires <laughs> in the background in a deep background drinking blood well actually my movies have uh, seven thousand seconds of blood consumption <laughs> so i've changed that just <sighs> you're in tatooine and just in a deep background there's just some uh vampire munchies <laughs> On a, on a Jawa. <laughs> uh, or there's some random long-necked alien, and they're all just biting in there, and you have to count each individual one. Something jumps on Rancor and drinks all of its blood for 12 minutes. Mm. And then they get a second Rancor in there, and it happens again. <laughs> and then you're like, are they just looping the same footage? Or what's happening? That was 15 minutes of my life. <laughs> and then the thing just explodes. After <laughs> I got too greedy. <laughs> Oh, no. Wait, it sucks two Rancors out of all its blood, and then it grabs the little um, little creature that is with uh, Jabba. That's like, ah, yes. uh, Oh, man, what's that What's that little bugger's name? But I wish I could remember that. Not Seal Bibble. Not Babu Frick. Hey, hey. Yeah. No. So, so then the thing just grabs Babu Frick, and then it, that's its way for Thin Mint, and then it explodes. Yeah. They always said we could do it, but we never asked if we should do it. <laughs> should, should we? <laughs> And that's my story. Force uh, <laughs> Gump. One time I drank 14 people's blood. <laughs> it was all right. <laughs> I don't recommend it. All right. Before we get out of here, I just want to work one bit on you. All right. Go for it. Life is like a box of chocolates. You're always going to get a piece of chocolate. I'm for it. Cool. I don't know if that's a, too much of a bit. No, I think it, it's true. You're always going to get a piece of chocolate. <laughs> think think of all the holidays. Christmas, you're getting chocolate. Easter, you're getting chocolate. <laughs> Halloween, you're getting chocolate. Labor Day, you're getting chocolate because you're at a cookout. There's probably a cake. Back it up to Memorial Day, the same thing. Fourth of July, the same thing. Yep. All these different holidays. Boxing Day, let's take it around the world. You know, mm -hmm. you're gonna get chocolate. I mean it literally too. I'm not I'm not popping any metaphors or allegories in there. Yeah, that yeah <laughs> if yeah you're right. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here, man. Hey, pr promote your show, which I love. Uh, let people know yeah, about absolutely. it. And you forgot to promote uh, the other day. You posted it, and then you just completely forgot to put up a post telling people it was yeah. online. But if you subscribe, get Isn't it anyway. something? <laughs> that is true. Head over to Mixcloud.com, M-I-X-C-L-O-U-D.com, and just search for Rehack Radio, R-E-H-A-K, in the word radio. I have a little radio program I put out every Tuesday. Um, it's just an hour long. It's me. It's music. It's fun facts about the musics. It's stories about the music. We're just hanging out, listening to tunes. Uh, as of this recording, I've got over 13 episodes out there live, ready for you to listen. I'm starting to have a little bit of fun and throw in some one-offs where we look at just some fun, different types of music. 
mixing it up on the genres. And uh, yeah, you get a chance to check it out. They're only an hour long, it, real digestible. You can listen to half on your way to work, the other half on your way home from work. Just a good old time. You know, my work is only, it's at home right now. So I go and I walk around the block like I'm walking to work and I listen to it. There you go. There you go. That's that the way to do it. Some of my bits <laughs> fail. Some of them fail. Some just fall <laughs> on their faces. But you know what? I look at it as like baseball. You're not going to hit a thousand. So, or you're not going to drink Hopefully. any blood at all. Like it happens. Not in baseball. Yeah. Not in baseball. Blood sucking baseball bastards. That actually sounds really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I would check that out. Bottom of the ninth. Two outs. A vampire text. <laughs> Major League. All right. Let's get out. All right. I'm going to get out of here. Thank you so much for joining me, Nick. Thank you for having me. All right. So for me, Mark Hoffmeyer, for Nick Rehag, this is Movie Sons of Flicks. We'll see you next week.